0: It is my privilege and it is my honor to come and just to spend this time with you, um, to spend time in the reading of Scripture, to spend time in the reflection of Scripture. If you're here for the first time, this is the Read and Rant. And what we do here every morning is we just spend time in reading the Word and reflecting on the Word. I called the Read and Rant because we read for 20 minutes and then afterwards we reflect for 20 minutes. And so I rant. <laughs> um, I call it a rant because it's nothing uh, planned. It's just simply my reflection in that moment. And so what you're doing is is you're eavesdropping on my moment of reflection. But my uh, primary directive, my primary endeavor for you is that you would just read through the entire Bible. And that's what we're doing. We're just reading through the totality of the scriptures. And then I'll share whatever thoughts um, the Lord is leading me into. As we read the word, Um, this isn't a Bible study. Um, This isn't a sermon. Okay. Um, This is a rant. Okay. And sometimes I'll do a little bit of teaching in the scripture, because I think sometimes it's important to have some context. So you understand what the Lord is really speaking into me as I'm reading that word for that day. And so I'll do a little teaching here and there. Uh, But Bible study, I think there's another time allotted to that. This is not necessarily Bible study. This um, This is more scriptural. Uh, discipline. This is just your discipline in the reading of the word. So much so that if all you do is read for twenty minutes with me and then you get off, that's fine with me. I'm cool with that, as long as you journeyed with me to read with me in the reading of the word. Because I believe just the activity of reading itself, just the activity of reading itself, will change your life. It will transform your life. People can teach you scripture all day, but it's when you actually get into it for yourself and read it for yourself. That's when you truly can experience the power that comes through the reading of the word of God. And so I want you to do that. I just want you to read it, read it for yourself. Okay. And so that's what we're here to do. That's what we're here to engage in. Um, But there is a place for Bible study as well. That's something that I intend to do more of with my Patreon community. So I want to shout out all my patrons, all my patrons who support me. God bless you. Love you guys very much. Thank you for your support and your commitment to making what we do here a reality. Um, I'm excited. I think we got all our equipment going. Everything's running. Everything looks like it's going smooth. We'll see, but uh, spent the entire afternoon finalizing everything. So it looks like we are good to go. And so I'm excited because we get to do Bible study on Tuesday night. And so uh, I'm looking forward to those of you who are gonna come and join us for Bible study. Um, I'll be posting the link on Patreon for you guys to join. And so if you're interested, learn more on Patreon. With that being said, We're going to read the word today. That's what we're going to commit to. And we've been reading through the entire Bible from Genesis all the way now to the book of Psalms. And we are in Psalm 51, the Psalm of repentance, the Psalm of uh, contrition. And so we're going to start there and then we're just going to read and then see what the Lord leads. And, And I want you to do the same thing. I want you to read and then I want you to ask three questions. I want you to receive from God. Posture yourself in meditation of the word, not just in the study of the word, but really to posture yourself, to hear from God, to allow his spirit to testify to your spirit through the scripture and through your reading of scripture. The three questions that you're going to ask, okay, because God speaks powerfully to each and every one of us in fundamentally different ways, even though there's a singular truth, what we're going to ask is, is God, what are you revealing concerning yourself? What are you revealing concerning yourself? The second question I want you to ask is what are you revealing concerning people? That's what I want you to ask. What are you revealing concerning people? And then the third question that I want you to ask is what are you revealing concerning me? What are you revealing concerning me? I'm not asking for you or I'm not going to superimpose anything on you. I just want you to read this book and then hear what God has to say to you about what you're reading through this book. I will share with you where he's leading me, but, you know, the Lord may have something else and inspire you and convict you of something else um, for you today. And so that's, that's our daily discipline. And that's what we're going to do here. And so I'm going to pray and then we're going to get started. Father, I thank you that you are our father, that we are your children, sons and daughters of God. Lord, I pray right now, Lord, as we, Um, engage in your word, Father. I pray that you would reveal the truth of who you are to us. Reveal your heart to us, Lord. Reveal our heart and what needs correction and conviction. Um, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you would guide us, lead us. Lord, reveal to us your truth. Transform us today, but uh, sanctify us by your word. I pray that the meditation of my heart and the words that come out of my mouth, let them be acceptable to you. And I ask that in your name we pray, amen and amen. Psalm 51, I'd like you to go there and read with me. We'll read for a few and then we'll share some thoughts. So I want you to go there, Psalm 51, I'll be reading. And I hope that you can read along with me. And it says this, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part, you will make known wisdom. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit in me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach the transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips." and my mouth shall show forth your praise for you do not desire sacrifice or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. Do good in your good pleasure to Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you shall be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness with burnt offering and whole burnt offering, then they shall offer bulls to your altar. Psalm 52. Why do you boast in evil, O mighty man? And the goodness of God endures continually. Your tongue devises destruction like a sharp razor working deceitfully. You love evil more than good. Lying rather than speaking righteousness. You love all devouring words, you deceitful tongue. God shall destroy you forever. He shall take you away and pluck you out of your dwelling place and uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous also shall see in fear and you shall laugh at him saying, Here is the man who did not make God his strength, but trusted in the abundance of his riches and strengthened himself in his wickedness but I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. I will praise you forever because you have done it. And in the presence of your saints, I will wait on your name for it is good. Hmm. Psalm 53, a fool has said in in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt and have done abominable iniquity. There is none who does good. God looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand, who seek God. Every one of them has turned aside. They have together become corrupt. There is none who does good. No, not one. Have the workers of iniquity no knowledge who eat up my people as they eat bread and do not call upon God There they are in great fear, where no fear was, for God has scattered the bones of him who encamps against you. You have put them to shame, because God has despised them. Oh, that the salvation of Israel would come out of Zion. When God brings back the captivity of his people, let Jacob rejoice, and let Israel be glad. Psalm 54. Save me, O God, by your name, and vindicate me by your strength. Hear my prayer, O God, give ear to the words of my mouth, for strangers have risen up against me, and oppressors have sought after my life, they have not set God before them. Behold, God is my helper, the Lord is with those who uphold my life, he will repay my enemies for their evil, cut them off in your truth. I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me out of trouble. And my eye has seen its desire upon my enemies. Hmm. So much to say about each one of these. Psalm 55. Give ear to my prayer, O God. And do not hide yourself from my supplication. Attend to me and hear me. I am restless in my complaint and moan noisily because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they bring down trouble upon me. And in wrath, they hate me. My heart is severely pained within me and the terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling have come upon me and horror has overwhelmed me. So I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and be at least, sorry, and be at rest. Indeed, I would wander far off and remain in the wilderness. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and the tempest. Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues. For I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go around it on its walls. Iniquity and trouble are also in the midst of it. Destruction is in its midst. Oppression and deceit do not depart from its streets. For it is not an enemy who reproaches me. Then I could bear it. Nor is it one who hates me, who has exalted himself against me. Then I could hide from him. But it was you, a man, my equal, my companion, and my acquaintance who took sweet counsel together and walked to the house of God in the throng. Let death seize them. Let them go down alive into hell for wickedness is in their dwellings and among them. As for me, I will call upon the Lord and the Lord shall save me evening and morning and at noon. I will pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. He has redeemed my soul in peace from the battle that was against me. For there were many against me. God will hear and afflict them, even he who abides from of old. Because they do not change, therefore they do not fear God. He has put forth his hands against those who were at peace with him. He has broken his covenant. The words of his mouth are smoother than butter. But war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords. Cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. But you, O oh God, shall bring them down to the pit of destruction. Hmm. Bloodthirsty and deceitful men shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in you. Hmm. Psalm 56. Be merciful to me, O oh God, for man would swallow me up Fighting all day, he oppresses me. My enemies would hound me all day, for there are many who fight against me, O Most High. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? All day, they twist my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather together, they hide, they mark my steps. When they lie in wait for my life, shall they escape by iniquity? In anger, cast down the peoples, O God. You number my wanderings, put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? When I cry out to you, then enemies will turn back. This I know because God is for me. Hmm. In God, I will praise his word. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust, I will not be afraid, what can man do to me? Hmm. Vows made to you are binding upon me, O God. I'll render praises to you, for you have delivered my soul from death. Have you not kept my feet from falling, that I may walk before the Lord in the light of the living? Psalm 57, be merciful to me. O God, be merciful to me. For my soul trusts in you. And in the shadow of your wings, I make my refuge until these calamities have passed by. I will cry out to God most high, to God who performs all things for me. He shall send from heaven and save me. He reproaches the one who would swallow me up. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. My soul is among lions. I lie among the sons of men who are set on fire, whose teeth are spears and arrows and their tongue a sharp sword. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. that the glory be above all the earth. They have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They have dug a pit before me into the midst of it. They themselves have fallen. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise. Awake, my glory. Awake, lute and harp. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing to you among the nations. For your mercy reaches into the heavens and your truth into the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. Maybe two more. Do you indeed, Psalm 58, do you indeed speak righteousness, you silent ones? Do you judge uprightly, you sons of men? No, in heart you work wickedness. You weigh out the violence of your hands in the earth. The wicked are estranged from the womb, they go astray as soon as they are born, speaking lies. Their poison is like the poison of a serpent. They are like the deaf cobra that stops its ear, which will not heed the voice of charmers, charming ever so skillfully. Break their teeth in their mouth, O God, break out the fangs of the young lions, O Lord. Let them flow away as waters which run continually, which he bends his bow. Let his arrows be as if cut in pieces. Let them be like a snail, which melts away as it goes, like a stillborn child of a woman that they may not see the sun. Hmm. Before your pots can feel the burning thorns, he shall take away as with a whirlwind. As in his living and burning wrath, the righteousness shall rejoice when he sees the vengeance. He shall wash his feet in the blood of the wicked so that men will say, Surely there is a reward for the righteous. Surely he is God who judges in the earth. Hmm. Last one for today. Deliver me from my enemies. O my God. Defend me from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from the workers of iniquity and save me from bloodthirsty men for look, they lie in wait for my life. The mighty gather against me, not for my transgressions nor for my sin, O Lord. They run and prepare themselves through no fault of mine. Awake to help me and behold. You therefore, O Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, awaken to punish all the nations. Do not be merciful to any wicked transgressors. At evening they return, they growl like a dog and go all around the city. Indeed, they belch with their mouth. Swords are in their lips, for they say, who hears? But you, O Lord, you shall laugh at them. You shall have all the nations in derision. I will wait for you, O you, his strength, for God is my defense. Hmm. My God of mercy shall come to meet me. God shall let me see my desire on my enemies. Do not slay them, lest the people forget. Scatter them by your power. Bring them down, O Lord, our shield, for the sin of their mouth and for the words of their lips. Let them, sorry, let them even be taken in their pride and for the cursing and lying which they speak. Consume them in wrath, consume them that they may not be. And let them know that God rules in Jacob to the ends of the earth. And at evening they return. They growl like a dog and go all around the city. They wander up and down for food and howl as if they are not satisfied. But I will sing of your power. Yes, I will sing aloud of your mercy in the morning for you have been my defense, a refuge in the day of trouble. To you, O my strength, I will sing praises. For God is my defense my God of mercy. God is my defense. My God of mercy. If this is your first time reading reading through the book of Psalms, which for some of you, it may be. If this is your first time reading through the book of Psalms, You will be enamored by the poetic voice of this book. You'll be mesmerized by the artistry of this book. You can't help, but read this book and to be overwhelmed by the creativity of this book. The Book of Psalms you can even call the Book of Greatest Hits. And the reason why you could call it a Book of Greatest Hits is because the Book of Psalms is essentially a collection of songs. Hence why you see so much profound creativity in it. And the thing that encourages me when I read the book of Psalms, this is coming from a guy who's a songwriter. This is coming from a guy who is a music producer. Okay. I do that as well. And coming from a guy who not only is a creative, but pastors creatives, we sometimes forget the incredible power of creativity. Creativity is inspired. That's right. Creativity does not come from anything that is corporeal or concrete. Creativity. Is something that's just breathed into you. Hence the word inspired to breathe into creativity can only come from the spiritual and creativity comes from God. That's why even creatives have to submit to the reality that there are things that birth out of their creativity that they don't know where it even comes from. And so in, in essence, a creative sometimes is partaking in the creation of the thing that they're actively creating. When you create, you are co-creating with God because out of nothing is coming something in the same way that God created all things out of nothing came something. So when you create, remember this, that the creator God is creating through you. That's the powerful thing about being a creative is, is that creatives can make beautiful things. And yet these beautiful things are birthed out of the voice, the heart, and the wisdom of God. Hmm. Why do I bring this up? I bring this up because sometimes we diminish the creative. Have you ever noticed that the church always has a place for the preachers? The church always has a place for the musicians and for the singers, but what about the poets? What about the artists? What about the people who are creating beautiful things? We often put them to the side as if what they do is second class, not realizing that when they create, it is the creator God that is creating through them, that they're manifesting the voice of God, even in through their creativity. And if we would allow God to breathe through them, my God, the things that could be spoken through them, through the things that they create. That's why I love creatives. I love, I love creatives. I love creatives for that particular reason, because the creative stay with me, family, the creative speaks the language of the heart. The creative speaks the language of the emotion. The creative speaks the language of, um, of the spirit. Have you ever noticed that when you play your favorite song, you can play it over and over and over again, over and over and over again. You can even have it memorized. And after you have it memorized, you still play it over and over again, and yet you never get bored with it. Because it's not just about the notes that are played. It's not just about the words that are said. It's about the combination of it all and what is being transmitted to your heart, to your spirit, to your mind. Memories come. They're they're the things you can always remember the first time right? That you heard your favorite song because music and creativity has a way of touching the heart. Can I tell you something right now? Nothing in your mind changes you. It's really what happens in your heart that does. That's why if you can have a transformation and a change in heart, then you can have a change in your life. And as long as the heart's being attended to, the heart will not stop receiving. That's why you can hear the same music over and over and over and over again. And yet... You still listen to it over and over and over again and never get tired of it. Never get tired of it because your heart is being attended to your mind, memories, thoughts, feelings, all these things come about. You often won't remember what a person said to you the first time you ever met them, but you will always remember how you felt when you met that person may not even remember what was exchanged at that time that you met that person, but you will remember how you felt Uh, because it is how you feel. And it is your heart that really draws you to connection and to life change. Some of us are still trying to get connected to God based off of what we know. And yet God wants to attend to our heart. So if you're not ready to give your heart, then you're not ready to be transformed. You're not ready to be changed. You're not ready for your, your life to really turn around if you won't give God your heart. Some of us have given God our mind, but we haven't given him our heart and we get more and more knowledge and we only allow that knowledge to puff us up. I'm ranting, I'm ranting, but I'm speaking into this for a reason is because the book of Psalms has such an important place in the Bible. The artistry of the book of Psalms has such an important place because what the book of psalms does is the book of psalms articulates to us how one who experiences God speaks about God. How one who has an encounter with God speaks about God. How, how one who simply, you know, you know, just kind of just you know, I'm I'm I love God and I love church and I like going to church but doesn't really know God and doesn't have a profound experience with them. The, the book of Psalms is one that challenges even the thinker to get over what they know and what they're thinking and to move into what they are feeling. It's about the heart and the heart. If the heart isn't attended to and if the heart isn't dealt with and if the heart isn't changed, if the heart isn't ministered to, then What's the point of what you know in your mind? what point is that? You know, I find that there are more cr- cultural Christians than there are disciples of Jesus Christ. Say that again. I find that there are more cultural Christians than there are disciples of Jesus Christ. You know, the rules, you know what to do. You know, when to do them, you know what to say. You got all the church language, all the church lingo, but you're not a disciple of Jesus Christ. You're part of a club. You're part of a clique. You're part of an organization, but you're not part of the body because you're so busy, simply articulating ideas and thoughts, creeds, and beliefs. You can memorize them, iterate them over and over again. And yet the question is, do you really know Jesus? do you have a deep, intimate relationship with him? Are you really transformed by him? Or do you simply conform to the click when you show up? That's why the church is full of actors. The greatest actors in church are the ones, (laughs) I'll say it like this. The greatest actors are the ones who go to church and yet don't know Jesus. Yes, they'll go to church. They'll play the part. They'll dress how they're told to dress. They'll act how they're told to act. They'll say what they're told to say, but they don't know Jesus. So they go there just to fit in, but then they go out and they do whatever it is that they want to do. Because at the end of the day, they're not living in submission to Jesus Christ. They're living in submission to the culture that they grew up in, cultural Christianity, and often I find that in in the West, in America, there are more cultural Christians than there are disciples of Jesus Christ. It's just my assessment. And you can always tell, and I'm not saying that, you know, you got to be all, you know, teary eyed and all, you know, all over the place. I'm, I'm not a big proponent of that either. But if being with Jesus doesn't evoke an emotion, do you really know him? Did you hear me? Did you hear what I said just now? If being with Jesus doesn't evoke an emotion, a feeling, if being with Jesus doesn't move you, if you don't sit and just just randomly at a table or at a chair and just be overwhelmed with emotion, the fact that God chose you and that Jesus loves you more than anything in the world, do you really believe it? Like, do you really receive it? I'm not saying you gotta be all boo-boo-eye and you know, snot bubbles coming out your nose and everything. No, no, I'm not saying that, but there are moments where you sit there, you go, My God, He loves me. The creator of the universe loves me more than anything in the world. This wrecked up and messed up guy was chosen by God and is loved by him. Like when you truly, fully experience the love of Jesus if that doesn't evoke an emotion, I don't know if you truly experienced it. I just got to say that. Like, I I don't know if you've truly, like if you truly like, you know when you've received something that you desperately needed and you received it, you're going to evoke a feeling and creativity really speaks into the heart and the character of God. The book of Psalms, is a realization of that. The book of Psalms is what manifests when people who know about God experience God. When people who know about God encounter God and have a relationship with them, their language changes, their diction changes, their the way they participate with God changes, the way they speak changes, their even the posture of their language changes. Now it's not God and he and that and him and they and whatever it is that you want to call God. Now it's you, my, it's us. And that's why we see through the book of Psalms that it's not just a God that they know about, it's a God that they know. And yet these are written in song because songs shape people. If you want to really walk, and this is what I want to, I want to encourage you to do, and I want you to do this with me because I do this on the regular is no matter how much Bible study you read, no matter how much stuff you study, no matter how much Bible you know, okay, honestly. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to say something that's going to sound slightly provocative, but I'm really turned off by Bible knowers. I'm turned off by people who know a lot of scripture and they spar with you with all this Bible. I'm really turned off by them. I'll tell you why, because they've become so puffed up in what they know. They have all this information and, and they push all this information at you, but they're dry. They got no desire, no passion. And you wonder whether or not they truly experienced the love and the grace of Jesus, or whether or not they were just tantalized by the ideas of the gospel. It's a turnoff. off. No. real Christians are attractive by the love of Jesus. Just having the love of Jesus in you, you can see it. There's a childlike spirit in them. You got to check your heart when you walk in Christ. Because if you feel like you're better than people and feel like you're above people and you know more than people, you know what? You might know Bible and you might know doctrine, but you still need Jesus. You still need Jesus. And there's a lot of folk in church that still need Jesus. There's a lot of folk in church that have not been shaped and molded by the heart of God. There's a lot of folk in church. They're still prostrating and propagating their agendas. A lot of folk in church who are still propagating whatever ideology they have. They will push their way of thinking onto other people as if they can fit God within the box of their political ideology or their social or sociocultural worldview. But when you are molded by the heart of God, your language changes, you become softer with Jesus's people. You become softer with God's people. And I found that the word is making some people harder. Since when did you think you were better than Jesus? I mean, he is the word. And yet Jesus, he spent time with sinners. Like Jesus's best friends were people who wouldn't be invited to your church. Like sit on that for a moment. Jesus's best friends would be people you wouldn't invite to your church. Just think about that. Just think about that. There's some folk who know so much Bible and so much word, and rather than being softened by it, they get hardened by it. And I wonder whether or not they have the love of Jesus. No, they have the ideas of Jesus, but they have not yet been filled with the Spirit of God. Because Jesus is the Word. Ain't nobody know the Word more than Him. And yet Jesus dwelt with sinners, the prostitutes, the broken, the rejected, the wrecked up, the messed up. This is who Jesus was. And I wonder if the church has become more like the Pharisees and less like Jesus. Ideas don't change people. The spirit of God does. The spirit of God does. Why am I moved by this? I'm ranting. Okay. I'm all over the place, but stay with me because as I told you before, this is just your eavesdropping into my moment and I'm always shaped by this. And whenever I'm reading through the Bible and I get to the book of Psalms, it it just moves me. It, it moves me because it, it softens me. It gets me past what I know about scripture and it softens me to see what it looks like to live out the reality of the gospel and the reality of the message of Jesus Christ. It softens me to do that, that these artists, these are poets. And these are artists and notice that their knowledge of God is now being emoted in this creative form and is being sung in song and in poetry and in prose. And now people are are singing these songs over and over again. Just, just, just imagine the people who have been broken and, 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 and oppressed. This is for the children of Israel who now are in captivity, who centuries after these these books have been written, are still singing these songs while they're in captivity, because again, they are satiated by the reality of the message of, of, of God and who God is from this experience. David writes a big portion of this, but others have written as well. And they write these things in song because they know that their experience not only matters to them, but their experience matters to other people. And so they write these to express to others what God is doing through them, because through what God is doing through them, give them insight, clarity and information to those who are on the precipice of encountering God. what we see over and over here in the theme. And I'm just going to get to where I, you know, I'm I'm always all over the place, so y'all stay with me. I have nothing planned. I'm just going, but I as I was reading this, this is the one thing I'm being moved with today. We're finally here. The one thing that I'm being moved with today is how critically important it is for us to trust in God. Like how how critically important it is for us to trust him. Not just know him, but to trust him. And I say that with, with, with vigor and with fervor. I say that because so many people know God, but do they really trust him? They, they know a lot about God, but do they really trust him? Or is their trust and people who they think know God. Oh man, oh man. Here's my question. Do you trust God? Or do you trust an image of God? Do you trust God? Or do you trust a person that you feel like is connected and knows God? Do you trust that person? Or do you trust some semblance of God? rather than trusting God. That's my challenge for you today. Do you trust Him? Because you know what? There's a lot of us who we have attributed people of God to God, men of God, women of God to God, things to God. And when those things let you down, you say that God let you down. God didn't let you down. You just trusted the wrong thing. And because you put your trust in things and in people, and yet you, t- you gave people and things precedence over God, you experienced brokenness. Now, I want to invite you that if you've been hurt or broken by a person or by a thing that you attributed God to, revisit God. Yes, revisit God. Because God won't let you down. People will let you down. Family will let you down. Your pastor will let you down. Yes, your leader will let you down. There are people who you may have trusted who will let you down, but God never lets you down. Never lets you down. It's just that we don't trust him. We don't trust him with everything. We don't trust him with all our lives, but if we would just trust in the Lord with all our hearts and lean not on our own, understanding and all our ways acknowledge him and to allow him to make our paths straight. I want to invite you to revisit God. I want to invite you to do that. There's some people right now who you're actually on here because you are hurt by men of God. You know, the people who are angry, there are folks who are on this chat right now who they'll post things and they're angry and I, you, you, you see how much grace I give. I even tell my wife, give as much grace as you can. Let them vent and let them put whatever they want to put. And I want those of you who are on the chat, and I'm just this is just a side note, because this is important. Because I know some of you, I've seen you guys, you know, you'll rebuke a person on here who says something, you got like, whoa, that's way off. That's heretical. Like, why would you say that? Or that's demonic. And you'll see what somebody says, you don't know their story. I'm gonna say that right now. I just feel led by the spirit to just say that right now. You don't know their story. You do not know what they've been through. You do not know what they've experienced. Yes, there's some folks who are, who just want to just cause division and derision. I'm not talking about those folks, but there's some people right now. Yes, you're on this right now. And you're angry and you're mad because you've been played. You've been played by a pastor. You've been played by a church. You've been played by a cult. <laughs> you've been played and they played you in Jesus's name. Can I speak to him real quick? I want to speak to you. Yeah, that person who hates church. You've been played. Yeah, you've been played. You've been played by a pastor. You've been played by churches. You've been played by cults, all of whom put Jesus's name on it. And because they put Jesus's name on it, you confuse what they were doing with Jesus or with Christianity or with God or with whatever it was. And you've defined what it means to be a Christian and a disciple of Jesus Christ based off of that experience. You hate God and you hate Jesus. No, you actually hate the thing that you pointed God to. So rather than hating God, how about you destroy that thing you've been trusting in your mind that broke you and realize that the reason why you were broken is because you were cheated and actually discovered God. Not the thing that pointed to God. Not the thing that you, there are people who were who, who on here who have been hurt, hurt by the church. You know how I know it? Because I've heard your stories. There's some straight up whack stuff that the church has done, painful stuff that the church has done. I've seen some of it with my own two eyes and i hate calling it the church i'm just going to i'm just going to be honest with you i hate even calling it the church cuz it gets so confusing when we see things that we call the church and then we see the church ah oh, man i hate it i hate things we call the church i hate it there's so many things that we call the church, that we attribute to the church that isn't even the church. And it's a misrepresentation of the church. There are people who have a problem with the church and no, they have a problem with things that other people called church, but wasn't the church. And you've been hurt, just broken, abused by the things that people call the church. And and now it causes you to miss out on the beauty of what the church really is. I wanna invite you to revisit the church, to revisit Jesus, to revisit what it means to be the church and to say, whatever it was was that I called the church, that is not the church. That's a lie. That there's something else I've seen so much abuse and brokenness. And there's so many people and that's why there are people on this chat right now who this even hearing this stuff just pisses you off. Let's just be real. Like hearing this stuff makes you angry because what you're being triggered by is whatever it is you grew up in that was called the church and you were played. But there's an opportunity to go back to the church. All, I, all we read through this, when, when you when you go back and you read what we just read, it's all about trusting in God, trusting in His judgment, trusting in what God says. Psalm 55 that we just read there was about trusting in God and not in the treachery of your friends. Trusting in God when there are those who are close to you who said that they love you and they're for you and ended up playing you. That's what the psalmist writes about here. David is writing about how he had friends who turned their back on him in the name of God. And David had to learn in that Psalms as he's writing it in this musical prose that I need to trust in God, not in people who even attribute what they do in the name of God. When when David is writing through these psalms, you see over and over again how he's giving precedence to his reliance upon God and not the people who are in the periphery or the people who are even in the vicinity of God. I'm almost done. I could go on forever because there's so much to break down in this, but I, I just feel like I, I just I, the spirit is just leading me in this direction and I have to go in this direction. There's so many of us who we think we walked away from God, but we never actually knew him. Can I say that one more time? There are so many of us who think we've walked away from God, but the truth is we never knew him. We walked out of our churches. We walked out of our cults. We walked out of our communities, but we didn't. We didn't walk away from God because we actually never knew him. Huh. So if you want, you have another opportunity to now go to God when you've been separate from everything that represented God to actually go to God and to encounter God and to experience God because you cannot experience God and walk away from him. You cannot experience God in your heart and walk away from Him. It's not possible, and this is why. Whew. I'm sorry. I'm 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 riled up. I'm I'm sorry. I'm riled up. I'm riled up, and 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 I'm 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 shaking in all of this right now. Every part of me is is moving in all of this because there's some folks who are trying to make sense of how do folks get so hurt by people in the church and yet they stay in relationship with God. How do people get so hurt by, you know, whatever it is that we call church, that they stay in relationship with God? How is that even possible? Well, it's because they know God and it's because they've experienced God. And because they've experienced God, you cannot unexperience what you've experienced. It's because of their experience with God that they remain connected to God because their trust in God takes precedence over their trust in people. You cannot experience God in your heart and encounter him in your heart and walk away. And that's why the folks who do walk away, I question whether or not they experienced God. No, they experienced church. They experienced people of God, but they did not experience God. That's the difference. That's the difference. David has been hurt by those he was closest to. David is being hurt by the ones he knows are his enemy. He's being hurt by the ones he thinks are his friends. That's what we're reading through here. He's being hurt by all of them. And yet David is never swayed from his closeness And his attachment to God. As a matter of fact, David gets closer and closer to God the more that he's. The more that his friends have attacked him, the more that his friends have contradicted him, the more that his friends have gone behind his back and subverted him. David keeps getting closer and closer to God. So today I want to invite that person who's in this chat right now. I know I'm going uh, completely out of character um, with what I usually do, but I'm just going to be moved and say to you, I know the spirit is in this right now. I know the spirit of God is moving in this right now. I know it because I feel it with every fiber of my being. I see it. I feel it. And I know there's some people right now who are in this chat who are saying something is, 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 is softening me up right now. Maybe I was wrong. And maybe I have an opportunity to revisit God. Maybe this is exactly what I needed. I believe that you needed this today. I didn't say go back to a church. You'll find that when the moment comes. But he wants to have a relationship with you. He doesn't want want to be an idea. He wants to know you. And he wants you to know, he knows you, sorry. He wants you to know him. And there's a bunch of folks in here who've been hurt by the church. And you're wondering, why can't I just let go? <laughs> like, like, why can't I just, why can't I just walk away from all of this? Why, why can't I, why can't I, man, these people keep hurting me and I keep, why is it that I just can't let go of God? And even as you've been so far away from Him, so distant from Him, and as much as you have tried, and you've tried, you've tried, you tried everything. You tried being that person. You know how funny it is how, when you have encountered God, that even people who are in the world can see it more than you can see it. You ever seen that when God has His name on you, you can go to the club and somehow like you just mess up the party. And you don't know, you're trying to have fun, but somehow the party just ain't, it just doesn't feel better with you there. You ever notice that when you, when you have the spirit of God in you, that you're around your friends and all of a sudden, like your friends and you're trying to belong and you're trying to do what they do and you're trying to act the way they act and you're trying, but somehow like, it's just, it doesn't seem to be working because you have the spirit of God in you and because you have the spirit of Christ. No matter how much you try to go to run away from him, his love persists. His grace persists. No matter how much you try to, man, you try to be about that life. You you know what I'm talking about. When you try to be about that life, you try to be about that life. You, 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 you trying to get, man, you get lit, you get high, you go to the club, but somehow, it just don't feel the same way as everybody else. Somehow, when you're around your friends, it's like the party ain't really fun with you around, and you're trying to belong because you're you're trying to run away from whatever semblance of God you had, but somehow something He's drawing you back. You can't disconnect from it. That's the relentless pursuit of God. That's the Spirit of God that continues to draw, no matter how much you screw it up, mess it up, and how much you try to be anything other than Him, He just continues to pursue you because you're his child. He's chosen you and he loves you. You can't unexperience what you've experienced. And that's why you can't let go because God will never let go. He never lets go. People will let you go. People will be done with you. They'll write you off. There's plenty of folks here. People have written them off. Yes. They wrote you off. They know your story. They know how many kids you had out of wedlock. They know how many people you impregnated out of wedlock. They know all the places you've been. They know your story. They know who you've hurt, who you've abused, who you've cheated on. They know all of it. They know your story. They know everything. Yes, they know all of it and they've all written you off, but something keeps bringing you back into the presence of God. Something keeps drawing you back to the presence of God. And you're wondering, how is this? Because you cannot unexperience God. And you can't unexperience His grace and His love. And if you've been hurt and broken and you've been separated from the church, maybe this is finally your invitation. <laughs> this is finally your invitation to have a relationship with Jesus. So take this as an invitation today. Take this as an invitation today. Because Jesus is a friend of the rejected. Of the wrecked up, messed up sinner. Of the deprived, the depraved. Jesus loves all the dirty folk. And I'm one of them and I'm sure there's plenty of dirty folk in here right now. I wish I could, I know, I know I'm getting out of this and I'm completely going out of character right now, but if you can just put a, just put a hands up emoji if you're one of those dirty folk. Okay, I'll just put my hand up on the chat. Put your hands up in the emoji if you're one of those dirty folk. Yeah, you got a story. You got a story. One of those dirty folks, just put that hands up emoji, that raised hand emoji. Let some other people who, who are dirty folk who have not yet experienced Jesus, let them know we're a room full of dirty folk in here who encountered the irresistible love of God. And it's that that's changed us and transformed us. Look at all the hands. Look at all the hands. Look at that. All you guys, you see it? There are those of you right now who've been hurt and who've, who are trying to walk away. You don't know why you can't, you don't even know why you're still in this chat. You're trying to figure out like, why am I still here? I don't know why I'm still here. And all of a sudden you're feeling something. It's the irresistible love of God. It's the transforming grace of God. He is your friend and he knows all the dirty stuff you've done, all the dirty stuff you did. And that's why he says, and I'll just read. Wow. We just read it. This first chapter that we read today, Psalm 51. David, who now has been exposed after cheating on Bathsheba. <laughs> Sorry, after after committing adultery with Bathsheba, cheating on Bathsheba. After committing adultery with Bathsheba, getting her pregnant, killing her husband just to cover up his sin, then getting exposed. We read all this already in the reading. and read. He says to God, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. God knows all of it. And yet David still came to the presence of God with all his dirtiness. And he said, God, you see me you see my dirtiness, you now create in me a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Father, I thank you for each person who's here, Lord. I pray right now, as they hear the sound of my voice, Father, that you would create in each and every one of us a clean heart. Lord, establish a renewed spirit in us that steadfast, unmovable, unshaken. Father, I pray that there are those right now, Lord, that are right now deconstructing their pain from whatever it was that they trusted in that reflected you in any way. Father, I pray right now, even in this moment, Lord, that you would draw them back to you. Draw them back to your presence. Let them encounter you in all clarity and authenticity. Lord, to know who you are and to encounter you, not any person, but you, oh Lord. As you said in that text that we read that the sacrifices of God are broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. these, oh God, you do not despise. So Lord, we offer it to you right now. We love you because you first loved us and we receive this moment. And we say that in your name, we pray. Amen. Fam, work it out. Real talk, work it out. Um, I want to thank all my Patreon supporters. If you're here, thank you. Thank you so much. It's your support that has allowed me to upgrade some of this equipment. It's been giving me some trouble. And I'm excited because we get to actually do Bible study. This isn't Bible study. This is just a time of reflection in the Word. But we will have Bible study uh, on Tuesday. All right. Um, I'm going to try to like alternate the studies because we're going to do a Bible study on the church. I just feel moved to do that, especially after playing the song, build your church. We're just going to do a Bible study on the church. Um, We're going to do a Bible study on the church because whatever it is, and this is just for some people, I don't know why I just feel led to do this. So uh, Patreon family stick with me because you know, I'm just a spirit led dude. I want to teach about the church and teach you that a lot of things that you've done that you have called the church is not the church. Okay, it's not to say that they're wrong, but they're not the church. Okay. We have to define what the church is. And unfortunately, most Christians don't even know what the church is. (laughs) They don't. And so hopefully I can inform, equip you guys in that. And so, yes, it'll be on Tuesday. I'll I'll be posting a link on Patreon. All right. So it's it's for the Patreon community, but I'll keep doing that. And uh, maybe I'll post some, 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 some clips or something. I also allow. Um, our patrons. I'll provide a link for our patrons as well. But guys, thank you so much for your support. Um, and I look forward to that. I'll also post a link on my IG. So you'll have a link to know because I'll create the the Bible study and then you'll have the link to that. And you'll be able to uh, register and be a part of that as well. Um, but I look forward to it, guys. Love you guys. See you guys on Monday. We'll continue in Psalm 60 and we'll keep rolling. God bless you guys. And please, please, For those of you who are here, work it out. Work it out. Your soul depends on it. Work it out. You're hearing something from God today. Work it out. Okay? All right. Work it out. Okay. Go about. You can go about your day, go about your life, but don't let go of what you experienced today. Someone, oh, many of you needed that today. So love y'all. God bless you guys. Peace out.